I like the prayer Bishop Richard used to do before speaking, which was this, which was simply, Lord, all those thoughts which come from you, would you bless? And those thoughts which come from our own vanity, would you forgive? I was asked um, to preach quite a long time ago because Tina was going to be away, so we sorted out the preaching and leading services quite a while back, so I was put on the spot. What are you going to preach about? Oh, I don't know. And being an awkward so-and-so, I said, oh, preach about the end of the world. And so, so right, okay, what are your readings? Well, I don't know, Revelations 21 and Colossians, um, which is just by way of saying that I'm actually not going to preach about the end of the world for those of you who got word that I was going to. Um, but I do want to join with the fabulous talks we've had throughout this season about the environment and share some reflections on that. All things were created by him and for him. All things were created by him and for him. Um, some of you will know a chap who comes here every now and again called David Mansfield. He's one of my oldest friends. We were at school together. He doesn't come here very often now because he's the principal of um, three big schools in Shanghai. So he only pops in every now and again. Uh, David and I are great friends, but particularly because his dad, Colin Mansford, and his mum used to run the youth fellowship that I went to as a teenager. And it was a, it was, for me, it was a fabulous gathering. It was formative. Uh, I learned a lot there. We all did. Um, it was a bit inspiring. And I still draw on things and, uh, that I learned and we discovered and we talked about and we shared in, in those years long ago. And there are many snapshots that I can remember from, from Colin and Mary leading our youth fellowship. But one image which I can't delete from my brain is a, a tiny moment when at the end of one session, and I can't even remember what the theme was, but Colin picked up a newspaper. I think it was the Daily Telegraph. <laughs> I shouldn't say that in St. Luke's, but anyway. <laughs> and he read a tiny paragraph um, at the bottom, you know, one of those, those small three or four liners. And it was, about, it was announcing the extinction uh, of a kind of butterfly. I don't remember what kind of butterfly it was. It's, I think it was probably in an, South another continent. But it was just a three or four lines saying that such and such a butterfly in such and such a part of the world was now extinct. And what I remember is at that moment, Colin folded up the newspaper, he put the newspaper down, and he just said, and now we've killed them all. And I felt it was like a shiver went round the room, like the angel of death. And I feel it now. What did you do with that butterfly? And we killed them all. All things were created by him and for him. I was saying to Sibs that we had a wasp in our flat this morning at breakfast. 50 years ago, I probably would have swatted it. But this morning, I very carefully trapped that wasp behind a glass and got a postcard and let it out. All things, all things were created by him and for him. About 40 years ago, a, a friend of a friend of mine, they were at university together, um, 
set, started a little organization which has since flourished, uh, a little environmental organization. He said to, the friend I'm talking about is Murray Watts, who's, who, who writes a lot of the material that I perform on, which I'm going to do on Tuesday night. His roommate at university said, I want to do in the environment and in creation stuff what you're trying to do in theater and drama. I want to do, give a, uh, an organization that will give a theological, biblical basis to why the church and believers should get involved in environmental issues. And he formed this little organization called Arrocha, which is Portuguese for the rock because the first center, the first nature reserve they founded was and is in Portugal. And this little organization, Arrocha, has flourished and it's now has reserves and departments all over the world. And I've got to know this guy a bit, meet, meet him every now and again, Peter Harris. And I think, Martin, I don't know if anyone can confirm or deny this, but I think the CEO of the British bit is gonna be preaching here in the autumn. Does any, anyway, anyway, I think so. Um, but I said to Peter on one occasion, you know, real struggle in the different areas of my life. I mean, it's pretty bonkers trying to be an active or, what, or doctor or working in health service or in education. We all struggle in the various areas that we, are, we work in. It's, it's, it's a hard graph sometimes, as you know better than I. But I said to Peter, you spent a whole life in working in the environment and from the little I see, how, I said, how do you not sink into deep, deep, deep despair? You know, 400, you don't have to be a mad bird, king bird watcher to know that the death of 400 million birds in Western Europe, in my lifetime, 40 million in this country, in my lifetime, you don't have to be a mad bird watcher to know that, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, there's something going on here. There's a big, big, big problem. And you multiply that several times over by the kind of information and statistics that someone who works full-time in the environment knows. I said to Peter, how do you not sink into deep despair? What's your kind of, how do you keep going? Peter's ordained, like Martin, he's an NSM. And he said, well, it's a bit like being, um, going, visiting one of my uh, parishioners who's dying, who's in a hospice or who's, who's slipping away. He said, I just do what I can. I, 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 be, I get to be with them. I sit with them. I read with them. I pray with them. Sometimes I just, I, just, I just try and be with them. Pastoral visiting. I suppose if that's the one thing I would say to St. Luke's this morning, it's get involved in pastoral visiting in both senses. Go and spend time in the pastoral situations, even if it's your back garden. And give thanks for that wasp and that bee. And that, every time I say, I find a butterfly, I think, I say, I literally say, thank God. How mad is that? But that's what it's come to. But I see a butterfly and I say, wow, thank God. Thank you, God, for a butterfly. I'll just do a little bit from Nigel Ford's brilliant writing that the last cuckoo his piece about um, the natural world the world is a beautiful creature wedded to a blind man it exists with a grace that never flags we don't notice we walk about this complex and exquisite mystery with our eyes shut looking for something expensive to buy 
and never noticing the free gifts that lie strewn about our path. We don't notice the frown and angled insistence of the spider. It's too small. We don't notice the smash of water against rock. It's too big. Look, water incandescent as it blooms and unpetals like a flower, like smoke with cold fire at the center. Listen to the geese winging home from the lake. Feel them drawn through your fists like a string of soft pearls. Watch the starlings reel and dance in the garden like a mob of broigal peasants. Watch a seabird dive and turn a gray wave milky jade. Listen to the curlew looping the treetops with a cry that forever has the flavor of the word forlorn. Open your eyes. Let the world in. As John Muir, the great environmentalist, said, because to go out, to look, is really to go in. Because all things were created by him, for him. To look is to wonder, and to wonder is to worship. And to worship is to care. This is the mandate for creation care for us, for everyone who will. Let us enjoy, nurture, protect, and let flourish the natural world that so wonderfully reflects the glory of its creator. In readiness for the end of all things, when God will dwell with all people and the kingdom of heaven is on this earth.